0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at
1: ReformationVoice.com. Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have been looking at the state of theology Questionnaire from Ligonair Ministries. They've been giving this survey every two years since 2014. And in the studio with me to talk about this is Vinny Henke from Valley Life on, Community Russell. Church. How are you, sir? Very good. Yourself? Doing great. Thank you. Ryan Hempel from the RPCNA Treasure Valley. Church. Good morning.
2: Yep. Well, glad to be here. And I'm usual. Still here. I'm still usual here. Occupying Jonathan. occupying occupying This
0: corner of the desk. Of I'm from Day Spring, Jonathan Van Hoogen.
1: And I'm Russ Herman. It's good to be with you. We, our desire is to, as you begin your day, help ground you in the truths of God's Word. And the question we're looking at today is that religious belief is a matter of personal opinion. It's not about objective truth. What's the right answer before we get to the, the survey says? Strongly
0: disagree. I I, 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 I I will say this: it depends on whether you're talking about religion or Christianity. Religion does tend to be a matter of personal opinion. Christianity is not a matter of personal opinion. But you know there you know there's a number of people think that they can choose their religion. You know, and and then there's a, a certain degree that people have chosen their religion, but. When you, you know, since this is a survey given to ostensibly evangelicals and and that the answer is no, Christianity as a religion is about objective truth.
2: I would say not to argue against you, brother. Yeah, no. <laughs> but no, the uh, that even false religions at, at its core, they're, I mean, those who follow those and those who believe them that is their objective truth. Like, mm-hmm. they're they're making a claim, you know, like Muslims a, are following their religion claim. because that's their objective truth. Mormons, that's their objective truth. And mm-hmm. and so even religion in the broad sense, I think I understand what you're saying, and I would, I would agree to a certain extent, but even at the core, there's this wrestling with objective truth that people are, even science, I mean, if you look at it, science by faith, there's a religious aspect what, to yeah, it.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that, uh, you know, I, You know the reason I stated it that way is because there is a um, a sense. You know, in fact, you oftentimes hear it from people who have actually come to uh, know God as their personal Savior, but they were looking for something. Mm -hmm. They were looking for something that was satisfying. They were looking for something that had, um, uh, you know, that they could assent to, Um, and so they've, you know, they had have evaluated I, I evaluated buddhism i evaluated this i evaluated that mm. you know and obviously they're coming to it in the end saying this is the objective truth but i think sometimes by and large society mm-hmm. regards religion as a, a matter of opinion and that's why it's true for it, you not that, for me yeah that's why it's been relegated off 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 the page of uh, you know off the political spectrum and everything else is well that's only religion that's not objective
1: so let me ask the question just slightly differently how do we know that christianity is true and doesn't depend upon my opinion so how can somebody say no christianity is the only truth or true religion and that not be a matter of just an opinion
2: i think it starts with first the acknowledgement that god is and that's, you know, what Paul deals with in Romans chapter one, that through what we see around us, we are all called to acknowledge God and who he is. But he also goes to, I mean, he, we, we know that he's, um, his, his eternal attributes and his divine nature. I mean, we, we are able to discern that from what he's made, but then as I think Psalm 19 shows us, the only way to really know him is through his word because as Psalm 19 starts with the created world and how it proclaimed who God is as Paul talks in Romans, it then switches and talks about the law of God and the word of God and how we're to, um, you know, give him to, to, to seek this God that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt exists or to seek him in his word. And I think, uh, a, a previous episode, we talked quite a bit about God's word and its authority and truthfulness.
1: So how do we differ from, A Muslim that would say, well, that's what the Quran is. So how do we engage with those that have their own religious canon that they say makes it that their religion is true and objective and ours is a matter of opinion?
0: Well, I think that there are ways to address that. In terms of Scripture itself, we, we we know the truth of Scripture by many infallible proofs um proofs that you know we have these proofs that are not likely they're not exposed to error they've been exposed and they've been demonstrated to be true and some of that is just in the historicity of the documents that we share in fact that you know when reading a book by walter kaiser old testament documents are they reliable he points out that in uh, just in genesis chapter 11 there are more uh, historical um, and checks on the scripture than in all of in that one chapter than in the whole quran you know for instance you know when um, when joseph smith claims that there were elephants in the new world and they're not then you know and then you know that somebody's teaching a falsehood you know when you know i mean he had you know he ha- he has uh, me- you know some uh, metals created before certain metals were joined together there's just just different things on the historical level where you can check and say no this is this is <coughs> totally false um, whereas you know i mean one could point to the resurrection of jesus christ as as a as a historical proof and uh and people have tried to attack that level of it frank morrison wrote a book titled who moved the stone he was a lawyer seeking to disprove um the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and in, in dealing with that, he became a believer himself. Lee Strobel, the same sort of thing in his case for Christianity. You know, Ben Lou Wallace, who wrote Ben Hur, it was the same approach. I, I set out to disprove it. I couldn't disprove it.
2: Yeah, I think the truth claims for Christianity rise and fall with the trustworthiness of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. And that's Paul's argument in First Corinthians fifteen. Uh, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, that is, if Christ has not been raised, then we are of all people most to be pitied, mm-hmm. because our faith is in vain. That is, we believe a lie, and we remain in our sins.
1: Mm-hmm. So we live in a culture that relativism is is king. To claim objective truth is is seen as arrogant. So how do we navigate these waters in a in in the culture in which we live, where we believe that the Bible allows us to make objective truth claims in a culture where that is fairly anathema.
2: I think it's getting harder because, I mean, I think not too long ago we used to be able to kind of make some comparison against, you know, scientific fact and knowledge and understanding because I mean, you can look throughout this history of science and it's, it's one where it seeks the truth. It seeks to understand the reality of things, but you also see there are new discoveries. So, you know, what we know and understand to be scientific fact now, with the exception of like gravity and things like that, there could be something down the road that we discover that kind of shifts our understanding of things. But even now, I mean, the culture that we live in, it's becoming so removed from any type of objective truth. You know, we, we can decide now that we're like we're no longer what we were born. <laughs> we can decide whatever gender one would be, we can decide whatever we want to be. And there are people, you know, from a scientific quote unquote background that are like pushing that. So, you know, it's, I guess this isn't really me rambling of giving an answer. It's just saying it's becoming harder. But at the end of the day, what I kind of rest on is that the Bible is the only thing that really summarizes the world in reality. Well, and everything fits Mm -hmm. like there's just, it explains why the world is what it is. It gives us um, exactly w- you know why it's in the state it's in, and it explains where these various issues around us come from. It explains our own internal heart really well, and just you know I I point to you know our, our congregation sometimes you know we I mentioned in the previous episode. It, it's a book that's written over you know fourteen hundred years, forty different human authors, and it has a cohesive yeah. message but in today's modern right and and, and in today's day i mean a modern thing would be the star wars universe where you have all these novels and all these books that were written within a generation there's conflicting narratives and conflicting things all over the place and it uh, to me it's one of those things like we we just
1: lost two of our six listeners because they were star wars people so (laughs) thanks ryan sorry (laughs) yeah it's interesting, I, I heard once w- where J.R.R. Tolkien was listening to a lecture where somebody was talking about one of his works and they were going on and on about the symbolism and what Tolkien meant and finally Tolkien stands up and said, I'm pretty sure that's not what Tolkien meant because I'm Tolkien and I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think sometimes we do the same thing, that we try to impose our will upon what on and give meaning to the world in which we live and we completely ignore the author, God and instead of going back to his word and saying well no this is what is true. This is, and Ryan you right. were talking about this is how we re, um, figure out the reality in which we live. We go back to God's word mm-hmm. and so often instead we we just ignore the author and we become the person that based upon our opinion gives meaning. Mm-hmm. Well we, we've decayed the
0: whole idea of truth. Truth is something that corresponds with reality. And uh, and what we find with people that say, I have my truth, or you have your truth, one of those things is not corresponding with reality or they both are not corresponding with reality because there's a truth that is true. You know, Francis Schaeffer actually used to, you know, he was aware of this decay of the idea of truth. He used to call it true truth. <laughs>
1: you know, there is a true truth. I, it's so frustrating. I'm sure you around the table with me this this morning or those that are listening have been in these situations where you're having a conversation with somebody and the other person has said something that is just incorrect Mm -hmm. it's just not it's not true and then you you call them on it and say wait no that that's actually not that's not right and i had this situation in the last couple weeks and the other person said well let's just for the sake of argument assume that it's right and i said but but it's not right it's not a truth so, why are we going to base a conversation on something that is not, not correct? Mm-hmm. And they kept coming back to that and saying, Well, let's, for what if it is true? I'm like, Well, but it's not. <laughs> and I, I feel like sometimes we as the church are engaging in a culture that keeps saying, But let's just, for the sake of argument, assume that this, that, and the other thing is. And you're like, Well, but no, it, why would we assume that? And. I think we as a church have an answer to people who are building their lives on a foundation that is really just sand, and we can come along and say, no, God has spoken, Mm -hmm. and God is real, and God is the only sure thing in which we need to live. Well, you've been listening to The Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time.